Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. If you use a smart speaker, you can always ask Alexa to enable the SOS radio skill. Today it's Ash Wednesday, which marks the beginning of the 40-day period of Lent, which leads up to Easter, where we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. We're actually talking with Reverend Dr. Wesley Wildman today at SOS Radio, and he teaches philosophy and religion at Boston University. Good morning, Wesley. Good to talk to you. So, Wesley, when Lent comes up on our calendar, you often hear about people giving up something. You know, you think about things coming to mind. You think about preparing our hearts to really understand the complexity and the majestic nature of what Jesus did on the cross. It's a popular idea to give up something, but the significance of giving up something in your life goes so much deeper, Wesley. It does, it does. I grew up in Australia in a happy Methodist church where we didn't pay any attention to Lent, so I only came to Lent later. And last year, I gave up sugar for Lent. That was to develop a discipline around food. But this year, I'm doing something different. I'm actually working on compassion. I'm aware of how much conflict there's been in our nation here. And my aim is to remind myself of how much I have in common with people who might disagree with me on religion or politics. And so working on that compassion is, I think, cultivating a virtue. And it's just as much a part of Lent as giving something up is. So, Wesley, tell us a little bit about the history of Lent. I mean, this goes back to some really rich tradition in the Church. The word Lent really just means springtime, because that's where it happens in the Northern Hemisphere. Of course, that doesn't really work for Australia, where I come from, but in the Northern Hemisphere, springtime is a pretty good name for it. People wanted to have a period of repentance and focusing in meditation leading up to Easter so that they could focus on taking Easter really seriously. And that started in the very early centuries of the Christian movement. It took a little while for them to figure out exactly how long it should be. Eventually, they settled on 40 days because of the special number 40, and they weren't counting the Sundays when they did that. So it had to start on a Wednesday, and that's how Ash Wednesday got started. As we think about the season of Lent and preparing our hearts to fully comprehend what Jesus did on the cross through the resurrection, you think about the ashes on the foreheads during Ash Wednesday. At the start of Lent, a lot of churches do a night of worship and kick that off and talk a lot about the significance of really owning our repentance. And we're talking with Dr. Wesley Wildman. He works with the Boston University School of Theology. And Wesley, for those of us that didn't grow up in a church tradition that did the ashes on the forehead on Ash Wednesday, explain the significance. There's a very important moment at the start of a focused period of repentance Traditionally, repentance was something that you would even do in sackcloth and ashes. The ashes thing that lent where they grind up the palms from the previous year's Palm Sunday and create ashes, mix it with a little bit of oil so it lasts a while and inscribe it on your forehead. And they remind you that you're made of dust and to dust you will return, that classical biblical point of view on what it means to have a finite life in the hands of God. And so this mark is something you carry around with you as a reminder, not just to yourself, but to everyone else to whom you belong. And the fact that you've decided to invest yourself in focusing on the Lenten period of repentance and reflection. 
We're talking about understanding the significance of the season of Lent today at Eswis Radio. The Reverend Samuel Johnson Lindemore Jr. said, Lent offers a time to overcome our consumerism, to give up something as a discipline, not as a popular idea, but as an important one. Like Lent offers us a time also of taking something on, something new and different, maybe a commitment perhaps. We're actually talking with the Reverend Dr. Wesley Wildman today at Eswis Radio. and I know that Reverend Lindemore Moore was a friend of yours, was a mentor of yours, and you've taken some of his works and said, you know what, I want to help bring this back to life in the 21st century. I was an associate pastor in a church where Sam Lindemood was the senior pastor, and he was a mentor of mine and had a huge influence on me. He was an incredible preacher. He preached with personality and power, and he was an amazing pastor. Everyone in that community he was known to them and they were known to him. He'd baptized their kids. He'd been with them through a uh, health scare. He'd, you know, every single life event he seemed to know, whether they were in the church or not. This man, Sam Lindemann, created this set of meditations back in the very late 80s, not long before he died, actually. And I put them together into a book for a whole lot of people. But ever since then, I've been really impressed by those meditations and the Bible readings and the readings from other books that came with them. And I thought they would have a larger audience. So I I turned it into a coffee table book with beautiful color photographs. And uh, it's an amazing journey through Lent, very unusual form of Lenten meditation, but it all comes from Sam Lindemood's combination of sort of biblical awareness with personality and conviction. You know, when we think about the season of Lent, a lot of that goes back to preparing our hearts. I mean, just thinking about what the significance of the resurrection is. I mean, it's sort of mind-blowing. No wonder everyone has so many questions about that. (laughs) It is. The journey to Easter is, uh, I think for a lot of us, it just creeps up on us. We don't really sense it until it's right there. But what Lent does is it gives you a chance to slow down and think about all of the different steps. A lot like Jesus at some point set his face towards Jerusalem, and so the, some of the Gospels track that movement towards Jerusalem, knowing what's coming, because everyone really knows the end of the story. And so just like the New Testament focuses on that journey towards Jerusalem, so we can in Lent. That's what beauty in the ordinary, that's what it does. It really gives you something to think about every day, like repetitive regrets and running away from it all and feeling lonely and dealing with our arrogance and the lust that drive us and a simple notion of being good. All of these beautiful little insights each day help us mark the moments as we move towards Easter. We're talking to the Reverend Dr. Wesley Wildman today at SWIS Radio. And, you know, when we think about the incredibly crazy year that we've all gone through, Wesley, what advice do you have for people that are feeling like, I feel disconnected in my relationship with God. Maybe this season of Lent can do something fresh in my heart. Yeah, I think there's two sides to it, honestly. One side is the pandemic, which is keeping us away from each other. I haven't hugged my kids in a year. It's just driving me nuts. And same with friends. I'm just at a distance from everyone. Even as a teacher, I'm teaching remotely. It's just making me sad and faintly depressed. And I think recognizing our finitude and the limits of our life, which is something that we can do in Lent, is something that can help us realize this too will pass. And then we've got the political disputes that we've been grappling with as a country, which have really wrecked us in a certain way. And this is what I'm focusing on this Lent. I'm really focusing on remembering that we all get lonely. We all love our children. We all have so much in common with each other. And if we're commanded by Jesus to love our enemies, then we're certainly commanded to love one another. 
And so I'm going to be focusing on cultivating the virtue of compassion for people who might not see me the way they want to. They might not think of me as being just the right kind of person and I'm going to love them anyway. And that's what I'm going to be dealing with. And that can help us all, I think, cope with what's been a really bizarre year. It's funny how we say we're celebrating Easter and we're looking forward to Easter, but when we really dig in, we're not celebrating Easter. We're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus, and that's the difference between Christianity and every other religion. And we're talking with Reverend Dr. Wesley Wildman today at SWS Radio, and he works with the Center for Mind and Culture. It's interesting, you do a lot of study on science on religion, Wesley, and when you look at the resurrection and there's so many questions about the science that goes into who Jesus is, and how resurrection works, and how Jesus can overcome death. But as you've studied science and religion, and you see the relationship with philosophy, where has God just blown your mind? My mind is blown when I think about how incredibly rich our bodies are. We are embodied beings, the way our minds work, the way we connect with each other, the way we interpret our environments, the way we have this longing inside of us to make sense of the world around us, and the way we've got the brains to do that. And we do that sort of a team sport. We do it in big groups and cultures, so we learn to see the world the same way. To me, that's a wonderland. That's a, a marker of how amazing creation is. Love the way that Sam Lindemann <laughs> focuses on little elements of that and you know it's a good thing for us to think about during Lent just little things like the fact that sometimes we have lip smacking exuberant delight just so happy and it just it's in our body all of our body is sort of ringing with joy what a beautiful thing that is and spending a day thinking about that is just a great thing to do that times 40 it's uh, I think we should all be focusing on our bodies during Lent you know, you teach at Boston University, Wesley, and what do you think most students miss about the significance of what Jesus did through the resurrection? I think a lot of folk take their Jesus beliefs for granted. It just sort of sits there as a part of their life, and they love Jesus and they want to follow Jesus, but they don't necessarily put all the pieces together and realize what that means for them personally, what it means in terms of something simple. How much do you want to read the Bible? Do you want to read it enough to learn Greek and Hebrew? And if you go to seminary, the answer is, well, you've got an environment here where you could learn Greek and Hebrew. Are you Are going to take it on or not? And it's a test of your seriousness. Those languages that the Bible was written in originally are available in a seminary, and students can grasp that if they want. But more than that, there's a real important fact that in a secularizing culture, what does Christianity really stand for? Well, being clear about the message of Christianity so that other people can understand and have their lives changed by it. Being clear about what it means to follow Jesus. All of these things are critical points of growth for students in seminary. We're talking with Reverend Dr. Wesley Wildman today at SWS Radio, and he works with the Center for Mind and Culture, and he teaches at Boston University. And Wesley, why do you think so many Christians have a confused or maybe even incorrect view of the power of Lent? Part of that is that some aspects of Christianity just don't pay any attention to Lent. Just like in my own growing up, I'd never really heard of Lent, never did anything about Lent. It was just you slammed into Easter and that was it. Then there's the people who do know something about Lent, for whom Lent is really just about giving something up. That's a short-circuited view of it. It's supposed to be focused on Easter all the way through for all of those weeks leading up to it. We should be working on cultivating virtues, cultivating strengths of character that express the real meaning of following Jesus. That's very important to me personally, and I think that's the thing that people tend to short-circuit because that's the hard stuff. That's really 
difficult to do that. When we dig into the stories of Jesus, you always come back to the story of Palm Sunday, which happens one week before the resurrection, right? We're talking with Reverend Dr. Wesley Wildman today at SWS Radio from the Center for Mind and Culture. He teaches at Boston University. But Wesley, when we think about Palm Sunday, you see the story of Jesus riding into the city on this donkey and people are pulling down palm branches and they're waving these and they're saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, God save us from our sin. Hosanna in the highest. I mean, what do you think the Israelites were really thinking when Jesus was riding in? Because on that day, they seemed really excited about Jesus. But just a few short days later, these same people in this same area are yelling, crucify him, crucify him. I'm pretty sure that the people in that story were misreading the Messiah. They had the wrong idea. They thought it was going to be a military victory that was going to help them overthrow the occupying government of the Roman Empire, which was controlling the whole territory. And Jesus just had a very different idea about what it meant to inspire people. It came through the heart, not through the sword. And so they were making a mistake, and Jesus was tolerating it. In the long run, his crucifixion showed what really was going on, that there weren't going to be any military overthrows here. This was all about something far more powerful and far more long-lasting, the transformation of people's hearts under the weight of an awareness of the love of God. And that is something that's very difficult to stop. I just imagine the disciples, some of them may not have fully even understood it. I mean, you know, they walk with Jesus and they start to understand that I think this is that Messiah we've been waiting for. But until the resurrection happens, I wonder how much of that they really even comprehended. Yeah, the gospel stories are full of these little moments when a disciple screws up or gets arrogant or makes a mistake of judgment and Jesus has to tolerate and teach and correct. And this inevitability, I think, that these these were really young men for the most part who were, fo- who were called to follow Jesus. And they're going to be enthusiastic and they're going to make mistakes of judgment. They're going to be working on interpreting Jesus based on what they know about the world. And Jesus was more of a groundbreaking character than that. And that made it difficult for them to get it right the first time. So there was definitely a teaching process where Jesus helped his disciples figure him out slowly but surely. You know, 2020 is in our rearview mirror now, and 2020 has been shaping up to be eerily similar in these first two months or so. But regardless, no one expected the last year to impact our world in the way it did. You're seeing a lot more depression. You're seeing a lot more anxiety. You're seeing a lot of people dealing with isolation. We're talking with Reverend Dr. Wesley Wildman. He teaches with Boston University, works with the Center for Mind and Culture. Wesley, when we look at this season of Lent that we have before us, I mean, 40 days that we're counting down to what Jesus did on the cross. And we're thinking about how we want to prepare our hearts. You know, spiritually is one thing, but also reorganizing our lives physically. What's God been challenging you to think about this year as you're looking forward to this season of Lent? Honestly, Scott, I work a big week, and part of my puzzle in the uh, many hours I work every week is to get everything balanced. So I need to, when when you're trapped in front of your computer and you're not driving into the office all day, it's, it's possible just to get absorbed into work so much that you forget about the people you love. So I'm focusing on going for a walk every day with my wife for an hour and allowing myself to be interrupted by every friend who reaches out to me and making the most of those moments. 
partly just to keep myself stable and sane, but also partly to remember what really matters. Uh, things that matter most are those moments where we get to express love to one another. So I'm very mindful of that at the moment. I'm going to stay mindful of that all the way through the end. Now, Wesley, you took a writing from a mentor of yours, from a friend of yours, a Reverend Samuel Johnson Lindemore. And he was a pastor that you worked with earlier on your career. And he wrote a book that's basically The Beauty and the Ordinary, and it has a lot of reflections and meditations on this season of Lent. It works, as you might expect. There's four pages for each day in Lent, and there's beautiful color illustrations. So there's some Bible readings, and there's some excerpts from books, and then there's Sam Lindemood's meditation at the end of each of the days. And Spending some time with those readings and the meditation and those beautiful color photographs gets you to focus on one topic after another. And those topics are all very, very ordinary, like loneliness and dealing with the absurd and new ways of seeing and giving and receiving and growing old gracefully. and Very simple, humane aspects. In other words, ordinary life. And Sam Lindemood helps us find the beauty in those moments. I really wanted people to have the benefit of those meditations, so that's why I put it together in this coffee table form so that people would be able to enjoy the beautiful photographs and, and share it with one another and use it as a way to centre themselves as they approach. And, of course, you can use something like this for any part of the year, but it's beautiful for Lent. Well, thanks for taking some time and sharing with us today, Wesley. This is Rich. Thank you so much. Thank you, Scott. Great to be with you. You're clear to go. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion, give it a five-star rating in your app store. The way the technology works, your ratings really help spread the word.